0: In this episode, we go to the Palace of Westminster. We've looked at the Houses of Parliament before and more about the process of what they do at the Houses of Parliament. But in this, we're gonna look at the whole Palace of Westminster and its history. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited crown jewels where there are many different benefits including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash londonvisited. And now to this week's podcast. The Palace of Westminster serves as the meeting place for both the House of Commons and the House of Lords, the two Houses of Parliament of the United Kingdom. Informally known as the Houses of Parliament, the palace lies on the north bank of the River Thames in Westminster, central London. Its name, which derives from the neighboring Westminster Abbey, may refer to several historic structures, but most often, the old palace, a medieval building complex largely destroyed by fire in 1834, or its replacement, the new palace that stands today. The palace is owned by the Crown. Committees appointed by both the houses manage the building and report to the Speaker of the House of Commons and to the Lord Speaker. The first royal palace constructed on the site dated from the 11th century and Westminster became the primary residence of the kings of England until fire destroyed the royal apartments in 1512 after which the nearby palace of Whitehall was established. The remainder of Westminster continued to serve as a home for the Parliament of England which had met there since the 13th century and has been the seat of the Royal Courts of Justice based in and around Westminster Hall. In 1834, An even greater fire ravaged the heavily rebuilt Houses of Parliament, and the only significant medieval structures to survive were Westminster Hall, the Cloisters of St Stephen's and the Chapel of St Mary Undercroft and the Jewel Tower. In the subsequent competition for the reconstruction of the palace, the architect Charles Barry won the design for the new buildings in the Gothic Revival style. Specifically inspired by the English perpendicular Gothic style of the fourteenth to the sixteenth centuries, the remains of the old palace, except the detached jewel house, were incorporated into its much larger replacement, which contained over one thousand one hundred rooms, organised symmetrically around two series of courtyards, and which has a floor area of one hundred and twelve thousand four hundred and seventy-six square meters. Part of the new palace's area of three point two four hectares, eight acres was reclaimed from the River Thames, which is the setting of its nearly 300-meter-long façade called the Riverfront. Augustus Pugin, a leading authority on Gothic architecture and style, assisted Barry and designed the interior of the palace. Construction started in 1840 and lasted for 30 years, suffering great delays and cost overruns, as well as the death of both leading architects. Work for the interior decoration continued intermittently well into the 20th century. Major conservation work has taken place since then to reverse the effects of London's air pollution and extensive repairs followed the Second World War, including the simplified reconstruction of the Commons Chamber following its bombing in 1941. The Palace is one of the centres of political life in the UK and Westminster has become a metonym for the UK Parliament and the British government. And the Westminster system of government commemorates the name of the palace. The Elizabeth Tower in particular, often referred to by the name of its main bell, Big Ben, has become an instantly recognizable landmark of London and the United Kingdom in general, one of the most popular tourist attractions in the city and an emblem of parliamentary democracy. Tsar Nicholas I of Russia called the new palace a dream in stone, The Palace of Westminster has been a grade one listed building since 1970 and part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1987. The site of the Palace of Westminster was strategically important in the Middle Ages as it was located on the banks of the River Thames. Known in medieval times as Thornley Island, the site may have been first used for the royal residence by Canute the Great during his reign from 1016 to 1035. St. Edward the Confessor, the penultimate Anglo-Saxon monarch of England, built a royal palace on Thorny Island just west of the city of London at about the same time that he built Westminster Abbey. Thorny Island and the surrounding area soon became known as Westminster from the words West and Minster. Neither the buildings used by the Anglo-Saxons nor those used by William I survive. The oldest existing part of the palace, Westminster Hall, dates from the reign of William I's King William II between 1087 and 1100. The Palace of Westminster functioned as the English monarch's principal residence in the late medieval period. The predecessors of Parliament, the Witenagemot and the Curia Regis, met in Westminster Hall, although they followed the King when he moved to other palaces. Simon de Montfort's Parliament, the first to include representatives of the major towns, met at the palace in 1265. The model Parliament The first official parliament of England met there in 1295, and all subsequent English parliaments and then, after 1707, all British parliaments have met at the palace. In 1512, during the early reign of King Henry VIII, fire destroyed the royal residential privy area of the palace. In 1534, Henry VIII acquired York Palace from Cardinal Thomas Wolseley, a powerful minister who had lost the king's favour. Renaming it the Palace of Whitehall. Henry used it as his principal residence. Although Westminster officially remained a royal palace, it was used by the two houses of Parliament and by various royal law courts. Being originally a royal palace, the palace included no-purpose built chambers for the two houses. Important state ceremonies took place in the Painted Chamber, originally built in the 13th century as the main bedchamber for Henry III. In 1801, the upper house moved into the larger White Chamber, also known as the Lesser Hall, which had housed the Court of Requests, the expansion of the peerage by King George III during the first ministry of William Pitt the Younger, along with the Intermittent Act of Union with Ireland, necessitated the move as the original chamber could not accommodate the increased number of peers. The House of Commons Which did not have a chamber of its own, sometimes held its debates in the chapter house of Westminster Abbey. The Commons acquired a permanent home at the palace in St Stephen's Chapel, the former chapel of the royal palace, during the reign of Edward VI. In 1547, the building became available to the Commons' use following the disbanding of St Stephen's College. Alterations were made to St Stephen's Chapel over the following three centuries for the convenience of the lower house. Gradually destroying or covering up its original medieval appearance. A later renovation project undertaken by Christopher Wren in the late 17th century completely redesigned the building's interior. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers, aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live The Palace of Westminster as a whole underwent significant alterations from the 18th century onwards as Parliament struggled to carry out its business in the limited available space of ageing buildings. Calls for an entirely new palace went unheeded. Instead, more buildings of varying quality and style were added. A new west façade, known as the Stone Building, facing onto St Margaret Street, was designed by John Vardy and built in the Palladian style between 1755 and 1770, providing more space for document storage and for committee rooms. The House of Commons and House of Lords' engrossing office of Henry Robert Gunnell and Edward Burwell was on the lower floor beside the corner tower at the west side of Verdi's western façade. It was here where the tax laws for the American colonies were put together. A new official residence for the Speaker of the House of Commons was built adjoining St. Stephen's Chapel and completed in 1795. The neo-Gothic architect James Wyatt carried out works on both the Houses of Lords and the House of Commons between 1799 and 1801 including alterations to the exterior of St. Stephen's Chapel and a much-derided new neo-Gothic building, referred to by Wyatt's critics as the Cotton Mill, adjoining the House of Lords and facing into the old palace yard. Sir John Soane substantially remodelled the palace complex between 1824 and 1827. The medieval House of Lords Chamber, which had been the target of the failed gunpowder plot of 1605 was demolished as part of this work in order to build a new royal gallery and a ceremonial entrance at the southern end of the palace. Soane's work at the palace also included new library facilities for both Houses of Parliament and the new law courts for the Chancery and King's Bench. Soane's alterations caused controversy owing to his use of neoclassical architectural styles, seen as conflicting with the Gothic style of the original buildings. On the 16th of October 1834, a fire broke out in the palace after an overheated stove used to destroy an Exchequer's stockpile of tally sticks set fire to the House of Lords chamber. In the resulting conflagration, both Houses of Parliament were destroyed, along with most of the other buildings in the palace complex. Westminster Hall was saved thanks to firefighting efforts and a change in the direction of the wind. The Jewel Tower, the Undercroft Chapel and the Cloisters, and Chapter House of St. Stephen's were the only other parts of the palace to survive. Immediately after the fire, King William IV offered the almost completed Buckingham Palace to Parliament, hoping to dispose of a residence he disliked. The building was considered unsuitable for parliamentary use, however, and the gift was rejected. Proposals to move to Charing Cross or St. James's Park had a similar fate. The allure of tradition and the historical and political associations of Westminster proved too strong for relocation, despite the deficiencies of that site. In the meantime, the immediate priority was to provide accommodation for the next parliament, and so the painted chamber and white chamber were hastily repaired for temporary use. In 1835, following that year's general election, the king permitted parliament to make plans for its permanent accommodation. Each house created a committee and a public debate over the proposed styles ensued. The Lord's Chamber was completed in 1847 and the Commons Chamber in 1852, at which point architect Charles Barry received a knighthood. Although most of the work had been carried out by 1860, construction was not finished until a decade afterwards. During the Second World War, the Palace of Westminster was hit by bombs on 14 separate occasions. One bomb fell into the Old Palace Yard on the 26th of September 1940 and severely damaged the South Wall of St. Stephen's Porch and the West Front. The statue of Richard the Lionheart was lifted from its pedestal by the force of the blast and its upheld sword bent an image that was used as a symbol of strength of democracy, which would bend but not break under attack. The worst raid took place on the night of the 10th to the 11th of May 1941. When the palace took at least 12 hits and three people — two policemen and a resident superintendent of the House of Lords, Edward elliot were killed. An incendiary bomb hit the chamber of the House of Commons and set it on fire. Another set the roof of the Westminster Hall alight. The firefighters could not save both and a decision was taken to try and rescue the hall. In this they were successful. The abandoned Commons chamber, on the other hand, was destroyed, as was the members' lobby. A bomb also struck the Lord's chamber but went through the floor without exploding. The clock tower also took a hit by a small bomb or anti-aircraft shell and it hit the eaves of the roof, suffering much damage there. All the glass on the south dial was blown out, but the hands and bells were not affected and the great clock continued to keep time accurately. Following the destruction of the Commons chamber, the Lords offered their own debating chamber for use of the Commons. For their own seatings, the king's robing room was converted into a makeshift chamber. The commons chamber was rebuilt after the war under the architect Sir Giles Gilbert Scott in a simplified version of the old chamber style. Construction lasted until 1950. The Lord's chamber was then renovated over the ensuing months and the Lords reoccupied it in May 1951. As the need for the office space in the palace increased, Parliament-acquired office space in the nearby Norman Shaw Building in 1975 and the custom-built Port Collis House completed in 2000. This increase has enabled all members of Parliament to have their own office facilities. The Palace of Westminster, which is a Grade 1 listed building, is in urgent need of extensive restoration to its fabric. A 2012 pre-feasibility report set out several options, including the possibility of Parliament moving to other premises while work is carried out. At the same time, the option of moving Parliament to a new location was discounted, with staying at the Westminster site preferred. An independent options appraisal report, released in June 2015, found that the cost to restore the Palace of Westminster could be as much as £7.1 billion if MPs were to remain at the Palace while works take place. MPs decided in 2016 to vacate the building for six years starting in 2022. In January 2018, the House of Commons voted for both houses to vacate the Palace of Westminster to allow for a complete refurbishment of the building, which may take up to six years, starting in 2025. It is expected that the House of Commons will be temporarily housed in a replica chamber to be located in Richmond House in Whitehall and the House of Lords to be relocated to the Queen Elizabeth II Conference Center in Parliament Square. So I hope you've enjoyed our first look at the Palace of Westminster. We have part two coming next week. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any other places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening and really hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.